Hi, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve here for with you. I hope you're having a great Sunday. I just wanted to take a little time on a Sunday when I had some time for some free thoughts to talk about phone home technology. Now, I don't know how many of you out there may remember the movie E.T. with the space alien, and they used to say, phone home, E.T., phone home. Well, software companies, some software companies anyway, have a different version of phone home. And basically what it is, it's a little tracking uh, technology that once you buy their software or let's just say you download it and install it on your company networks, there is a way for them to track and monitor certain information and certain information is being extracted from your computer and sent home to them to review and analyze and make sure you're using the software within the terms of the EULA, the end user license agreement. So this becomes a big problem with a couple companies and usually over installing programs is the common problem here. And so I've got a couple examples of a couple companies we have dealt with that have the phone home technology. Usually what happens is you get a demand letter. They may have an infringement report in there that says, look, we saw a few different downloads on this Mac address, this, this um, address that you have for your um, computers, and here's how many instances you downloaded, here's how many times, here's the dates, and now you have to pay up because you're a software pirate. So um, let's talk about just, I've got three quick examples here for you, and we're gonna show you some of the companies that I've dealt with here, okay? Uh, number one, uh, Mastercam SolidWorks is one that does this. Um, and I've got a little example policy that I'm just going to read you their policy. What, what the issue is, some people will call me and they'll say, Attorney Steve, I did not know they were allowed to do this. It seems like spyware or they're leaving me open to a security vulnerability by transmitting, creating a portal where they can transmit information. But I usually tell them, send me the EULA, let's take a look at the end user license agreement and see what it says. Lots of times they try to disclose in one form or fashion what they're collecting and how they're using it. And this can be very important to see what they're actually disclosing to you, what in theory you agreed to. Um, this one says CNC takes all legal steps to eliminate piracy of their software products. CNC will pursue both civilly and criminally those who do so using all legal means available, including public and private surveillance resources. So I don't know what that means. In, the con in this context, the software may include a security mechanism that can detect the installation or use of illegal copies of the software or lost or stolen, stolen serial numbers and collect and transmit data about those illegal copies. Data collected will not include any customer data created by using the software, and the data collection is not permitted on users of legally licensed software from CNC and its authorized distributors. So apparently if you're using a legal copy, nothing will transmit on that computer, but if you're using an illegal copy, certain data, um, which data, that remains to be seen here, it seems to be one of the issues. It's, um, by using the software, you consent to such detection and collection of data, as well as, as its transmission and use if an illegal copy is detected. CNC also reserves the right to use a hardware lock device 
license administration software and or a license authorization key to control access to the software. You may not take any steps to avoid or defeat the purpose of any such measures. To the extent Mastercam processes personal data pursuant to this agreement, any such personal data shall be processed in accordance with our privacy policy available online and there's a link to it okay so there you have it that's to me a really general one because i don't really know what specific data is being collected so that's something i want to know what you know what does it mean public and private surveillance resources i don't know what that means um, you can see here it gives them the right to take certain information report it to the law enforcement such as fbi to pursue on a criminal matter. So this is very, you know, you know, if you're in this business and you accidentally overinstall one or two or three, you know, this can be a big problem for you, okay? Um, what else? Next one, we have Vero software. So that was Mastercam, SolidWorks. We do a lot of SolidWorks letters, people um, them wanting to, they're also getting aggressive in this field. Vero Software is number two on my list. Here's a piece of their policy. As you interact with our websites or products, we may automatically collect technical data about your equipment, actions, and patterns. We collect this information by using cookies and other similar technologies. Please see our cookie policy. Technical data, here they're a little more specific in what it is includes internet protocol IP address, your login data, browser type and version, time zone settings and location, browser plugin types and versions, operating system and platform, network and device identification and other technology, quote unquote other technologies I should say, on the devices you use to access our website. So same type of thing. I think that one's a little more specific. But finally, number three, a third example of spyware. I mean, not spyware, strike that. What I'm saying is phone home technology, monitoring technology. Some people tell me they consider it to be spyware. But at any rate, uh, as a final example, here we go. Uh, VB Conversion, this company sells a low-cost VB.net to C converter. However, their EULA states it is for one seat only. If you overinstall, they may monitor your usage and then come seek to hold you and possibly officers and directors. Just remember in copyright infringement law, officers and directors can be held personally liable. So sometimes I'll get the company that says, hey, who cares? We're, we're defunct. We're going to go on out of business. We're going to file BK. I would say, well, don't forget about the officer and director liability if they're able to prove willful copyright infringement. So something to bear in mind. Um, let's take a look at their policy. This is one of the policies I picked up, and these are all as of the date of this blog, um, which will be posted with this blog, okay? Registration usage information when you install, use, register, or uninstall the software product, and on a periodic basis, whatever that is, the following information about the software product and your computer is transmitted to VBC and or its authorized agent and recorded into a database maintained by VBC or its agent. So here's what they're going to get. Product name, version, registration key, computer name, computer's internal and public IP addresses, host name, username logged onto computer, operating systems registered owner, operating systems registered organization, 
name, organization name, email address as entered on the registration screen of the software product, location, and installation date of the software product. And that's what I talk about. They're going to get this date. Usually what we end up with is an infringement report. And sometimes in, uh, in you know, not just with this company, but just generally speaking, um, we'll see infringements going back a year, six months, two years, sometimes three years. This also happens in Strike 3 and Malibu Media cases that we handle, legal movie downloads, where you'll say like, wow, you have this technology and you know about infringements going back two years or three years, why didn't you stop or do something two or three years ago? Instead, you let the damages you know, rack up. And so that's a duty of mitigation issue that needs to be brought to the surface in some cases, okay? Uh, let's see what else. After each use of the software product to convert a visual basic project file, the following information along with that above is also transmitted to VBC, visual, um, VB conversion, or its agent, could, so you could go to somebody else, and record it in the database. The name of the visual project, basic project file converted, visual studio version, the number of lines of actual, vis, uh, excuse me, the number of lines of visual basic source code that con were converted, and the number of lines of C code, C um, source code created, the CLE version number, the number of lines with compl compiler errors, the number of compiles, the conversion time, information about the visual basic assembly converted, including title, description, company, product, copyright, trademark. You acknowledge that unauthorized activity directed at the software product is subject to the right and ability of VB conversions to identify and locate the company that is being used to gain access to the program. VBC and its agents will exercise reasonable efforts to store and maintain the information collected by VBC and its agent by installing and or registering and or using the software you agree that VBC and its agent shall not be held liable if, if the security of this information is compromised in any manner whatsoever. So something goes wrong, hey, do bad. Uh, to the extent not prohibited by law, in no event will VBC, its agents, and licensors be liable for any lost revenue, profit or data, or for special statutory indirect, consequential, incidental, or punitive damages, however caused, regardless of the theory of liability, arising from the collection, maintenance, and security of this information. Only install this software if you agree. So. Um, yeah, so these are things, and usually with VB conversions, you're going to find a, a mediation and arbitration clause to go through. But, you know, sometimes people may want to challenge these clauses as being one-sided. They may want to challenge whether or not you're actually bound by them, whether they're unconscionable, whether they're overly one-sided, those kinds of things. But that just gives you an idea of three companies that we do know that are collecting data, monitoring, um, like I said, usually generating piracy reports and usually ending up on the side of a legal demand for copyright infringement. So that's a general overview. I just wanna make people aware of that. If you need help with BSA software audits, other company audits such as Autodesk, uh, dealing with compliancy groups, dealing with any of these individual vendors, in this, in this area of niche area of IP law, there really is no substitute for experience, and we have helped many, many cases, uh, companies over the year, uh, businesses small to large and everything in between, 
and uh, we've helped a lot of people. We've appeared in over 150 federal court cases. So give us a ring if something happened and you're dealing with them. Trust me, a lot of people try to call and quote unquote work it out on their own. Lots of times I don't think that works. I don't know, of course, all the stats and numbers on that, but we do get a lot of calls of people that want help because believe me, these attorneys, these IP attorneys on the other side, you know, they're not whistling Dixie. They're there to collect for what they see as software piracy. So a very serious matter. Officers and directors could be at stake. You need experience help. We offer free initial consultations. And all you need to do is find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. I got around. Have a great day. We're going to have a great week. Uh, make sure you watch our video channel. We have now popped 15,000 subscribers. One of our goals we set several years back, pushing on now to 25,000. But make sure to bookmark us. You can find us on YouTube at attorneystevevideos.com. That's attorneystevevideos.com. Thanks a lot. Have a great Sunday.